Miyagi make you special dinner, okay? Tempura. Tempura, skiyaki. You like? No like. Okay. Uh, sushi. Sushi, sashimi. Eh? Sashimi. No, okay. Ah, Miyagi have it. Hamburger teriyaki with a French fry. <laughs> Welcome to the next four Karate Kid Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the next Karate Kid four messed up minutes at a time. I can't believe I got that out. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us once again today from Rocky Horror Minute is Leantra. Welcome back. Thanks. Happy to be here yet again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming over to the Karate Kid place. Um, there's a light. Okay. Today we are talking <laughs> about this 8 through 12 of the next Karate Kid. They begin with Julie talking to her boy and end with Miyagi bringing Julie to school. We pick up where we left off on Wednesday with our discovery of Julie's secret. She's been nursing an injured hawk back to health on the roof of her school. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think as I mentioned on Wednesday, seems like a lot of work to break in and, uh, just to feed this bird. And like, why not, why keep it in a place where you have to break in every night? I mean, and, uh, you know, we got some police coming up soon. Is this the first time she's been running from police? You think like, how often does she do this? I mean, I guess that the hawk lives there, it, but you're right. They that she had to break in, and it's not like she can't. It's not like she can ignore this hawk for extended periods of time. Mm-hmm. So right, <laughs> this must be the first time she's come at night somehow. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I see later in the movie that she goes up during her school day. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's just like, I'm out. I'm going to see my bird and uh, grabs a steak and goes and uh, uh, maybe just said, oh, I got to break in. So I grab my sonic screwdriver and I'll bring it with me. Um, <laughs> Julie talks to Angel about how scary it would be. if, like, Again, this is a Stockholm syndrome that's continuing. <laughs> wouldn't that be awful? In some small cage, you wouldn't know anybody. <laughs> She's just like, and then she gives Angel a kiss on her beak. And there's just like, I don't know about you, but a little shiver went down my spine. Is <laughs> she's saying that? And then she kisses the bird on the beak, <laughs> which uh, uh, I don't know. Would you kiss a wild bird on its beak? Oh, I mean, I think you can get diseases that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I do know it. You, I know you can with you chicken. Do it. <laughs> you get real uh, sick uh, kissing a chicken. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I'm not speaking from experience. <laughs> Matt Humphrey speaking from experience. <laughs> uh, so uh, Mel got pretty sick from that chicken, huh? <laughs> uh, here's a question: uh, What kind of bird uh, would you like to take care of? It doesn't. Have, it can be any kind of bird, living or dead. Uh, yeah, living or dead. What was that mean? I want to take care of a dead crow. <laughs> don't think it's getting better <laughs> uh Landry, you go first what do you think uh would it be that cockatiel again <laughs> no i uh i had cockatiels growing up and all i all i know is that i'm not a cocktail fan honestly having one of these big birds of prey there's an appeal to it like mm. i i could see myself doing something this stupid yeah <laughs> 
you would you train it to like you know go after intruders and stuff like that? Oh, of course. Would you let it roam free? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd very much be like it would become my personality. Oh, here's Leandra, podcaster, and also <laughs> has a giant hawk. <laughs> yes. Oh God, you're gonna invite her to the reception. You know she's gonna bring the hawk. I'm bringing the hawk. <laughs> it's my emotional support hawk. <laughs> Hillary yes. Swank told me it's okay. <laughs> yes, I kiss its beak all the time. Uh, you Matt? wouldn't understand. You don't have a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the hawk is very important to this series. The folks at Cobra Kai named a character after the ha- after this hawk. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, so, so Bert. You know, we should definitely make sure to let people know what kind of birds we like. What, what would be your bird? I already said a dead crow. No, <laughs> um, uh, no, a living crow. I like crows. Oh, ooh, a crow. Nice. Mm-hmm. Crows are cool. Um, would you like paint your face up and stalk the night? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> but that was cool. with or without the crow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do that anyways. <laughs> um, uh, I hate to be this cheesy, but if we're Don't talking gimmick, huh? Don't say parrot. I'm not going to say parrot. I'm going to say, obviously, I would have to have a Robin. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, if it, you're like, hey, my name's Robin. And I'm like, oh, what's that tweeting up here? That's my Robin. <laughs> it's my bird version of myself. I lean into the cage and get bitten. Uh, doesn't like me very much, but uh, we're growing close. All right, back to the movie. Outside, car 54 four, uh, pulls up. It's, it's, it's car 54. Uh, Where out, are you? Yeah. Outsteps Officer Larry O'Connor and Officer Weissen. Is, he's, his, that's his name in the credits. I'm like, Mark, could you just call them Wilson? I mean, <laughs> what's going on? Um, and uh, they pull up. And I have some cast credits here. Real this is Weissen is played by Gustav Johnson. Uh, he's got a good deal of TV and movie credits. Nothing really exceptional. Some Law and Order uh, on his IMDb. The next Karate Kid is his top credit. Uh, same with the guy who plays O'Connor. His name is Brian Smyar. He's got a lot of doctor and cop roles. And uh, next Karate Kid is his fourth on his list under some small roles and the Great Debaters regarding Henry and the Royal Tenenbaums. So there's at least one movie I've seen there. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Julian Angel looked down on the cops for the roof. And I, I this kind of like, I'm like, are they trying to set up like a heroic shot almost? Yeah, like that's like a cool like girl on the roof with her bird shot, you know? Like, I am the knight. <laughs> um, and uh, almost like you, like Angel like squawks. To, and it, and that's what catches the cops' attention. It's Angel's fault. Yeah. Angel's like, help me! Yeah. Help! He's weird. <laughs> Kathy Bates Jr. up here is trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah. I can't up. write a book. What is she talking about? I don't even have thumbs. <laughs> you ever seen a hawk try to use a keyboard? <laughs> He's going for the sledgehammer. <laughs> So uh, the cops run up the stairs of the school and O'Connor immediately is very frustrated. And he, he literally says, if she hasn't jumped yet, I'm going to throw her. Oof. Wow. Murder. So normal. 
This is this is a very uh, <laughs> I can't make the joke. All right, moving on. <laughs> but it does seem like this is something that's happened before. Like they are like, oh god, again this kid. Um, so I'm assuming like they know of her, but maybe not know exactly what her name is. Uh, and Julie puts Angel in the coop and is immediately like, I'll be back. <laughs> All right. She doesn't say it like that. <laughs> she says, I'll be back. You be quiet. Okay. You be quiet or else. Or else. Just wanted to hawk the, the uh, angel to say back. I'm a bird. <laughs> I, will, I will just squawk <laughs> if I want. I guess. Uh, the cops reach the roof. Julie sneaks around them. And, but Angel does squawk, gets their attention, but Julie distracts them by first shining her flashlight and then throwing it at them, which I'm surprised she didn't get shot immediately on that roof. <laughs> I, fear, I fear for my life. <laughs> yes. It's a flashlight. Oh, my God. Um, and then Julie does the cool 80s slide down the ladder before she runs away. Were we only allowed to do that in the 80s? I mean, do you still do it? Uh, twice a week. I did at stop least. doing that. You, you didn't stop doing that. <laughs> no, I said I did stop doing that. Once ninety hit, I stopped doing that. <laughs> That's actually a question I was to say. Have you ever slid down a ladder before? <laughs> no, it seems dangerous. <laughs> I know. Like I couldn't. Uh, I'm gonna hurt something. Uh, Leandre, I assume you haven't slid down a ladder before. <laughs> Oh, no, I used to. Uh, when I did stage <laughs> combat, I used to do a lot of, like, stupid stuff. Oh, really? Uh, but, yeah, not not so much anymore. I've got bad knees. Mm-hmm. Was it, like, a well, like a choreographed, like, uh, dance number kind of thing, sliding down the ladder? I don't know. It just seems uh, like something would be... part of a fight, yeah. Part of a fight, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Julie exhausts the cops as she runs out of the school and into the night. Uh, so she doesn't get caught. And we move on back to the uh, back to Pierce Manor, uh, where our trespassing heroine runs up the stairs of her house and finds her grandmother waiting for her. Um, it's ten o'clock. Do you know your, where your granddaughter is? <laughs> and uh, yeah, she she uh, Julie immediately turns her back on Louisa. Like, oh, I'm not even going to acknowledge you're here. Like, what did her grandmother do that was so bad? Can we get to the bottom of this just th- during this segment? Tried to love her. <laughs> Maybe she was in the car that killed. killed oh my God. <laughs> Grandma was the only one who survived. No, I mean, she, she was the them. one behind the wheel. Oh I, no. I like, I don't think we ever find out. I mean, uh, I've seen this movie a few times, and uh, I did re- review it a, a couple weeks ago, but, you know, I have a terrible memory. So, it's just, yeah, she's so mean, and it doesn't seem like there's anything. What, is, what does her grandmother do? I mean, maybe it's just she, she calls her by her mother's name a lot or something. The answer or, is teenager. Yeah, the teenager part of it. The, the teenage hormones firing up. Making her I mean, extra toxic. I don't buy that as an answer that that would be the whole, the whole thing, but that's what the movie wants us to think. She's a teen. Yes, uh, yeah, well, she's just... she's grieving and she's lashing out. Mm-hmm. I I I yeah, and I wonder how how long ago this accident was. You know, 
Uh, maybe that's the reason why Miyagi came home with her because he was, he knew that she recently lost her son and her daughter-in-law and this is this new situation that she's getting accustomed to. And she's real frustrated. I could write a few extra scenes to fill in between <laughs> when, when they meet at the, the memorial to, or the tribute to, and then to this, because yeah, it's not a lot. You just kind of got to fill in the blanks. Like, okay, everybody's angry. Everybody's yelling. Move it on. <laughs> but how would your, that, how would your scenes with dialogue compare to the expert level dialogue in this? Uh, Mr. Miyagi, you remember how my daughter, my son and daughter-in-law died in that fiery car accident? No, yes, tell I remember. Me more. <laughs> tell me more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I am raising a daughter. <laughs> that is not mine. It is my granddaughter. She has a lot. Of, she's, she's very snarky and mean to me and, uh, could you train her in karate? It seems like something you could, you should, I don't know. There's a Phil uh, Hartman. So you're, uh, so you're raising your granddaughter alone sort of movie. <laughs> Just in the background playing. Troy uh, Hi, my name's Troy McClure. You might remember <laughs> me from such films as. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm down with that. <laughs> How to cope after you've, you've, uh, T-boned your your son daughter-in-law. <laughs> oh if you're Is watching she... this, that means that you now have a child that you have to raise. <laughs> Captain America comes and turns a chair around and sits down. <laughs> so you killed your son and daughter-in-law in a car accident, and now you have to raise this pesky teenager. <laughs> Teenagers, am I right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like any teenager, Julie knows all. She gives Louisa a little bit of, uh, sarcasm here. She says, I've heard this. I've heard all, I've, I've heard it all before. Why don't you put on a video so I can fast forward through the familiar parts? And I mean, again, it's just like, we just did the Troy McClure PSA, but I would love to have the pre-recorded like, oh, okay. I just, I did, I did just record, record that earlier. That's good. I've been wanting to go to bed. Could you watch this please? <laughs> go to minute 43, ignore <laughs> minutes 15 through 29 though. Yes. It's not, it's not about you. It's right. just something I had to work out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I ran away to California and left you by yourself. Oh, wait. Fast forward through this part. That's what you got to watch that later. Um, yeah, it won't make sense yet. <laughs> yes, yes. Did Mark write this? All right. Louisa tells Julie what's going on. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she says, the and, I, yeah, I don't know. This Is this more exposition? I love you, Julie. I know you love me. But these days we act as if we hate each other. And talking doesn't seem to help. It just makes things worse. Is this normal human dialogue or is this <laughs> we're, we're re-explaining to the audience how delicate this relationship is? It, it's kind of both. Like it sounds like somebody coached her, like she's talking with her uh, with her therapist or maybe Miss Cleo or somebody. Yeah. Uh, somebody coach. over the phone is like, <laughs> okay, now you need to say these words to her. Hey, buddy. Hey. I know that we're not quite seeing eye to eye these days, but I want to get back to a good place. (laughs) Hey, pal. Oh, wait. I got to read the script for a girl. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, sweetheart. <laughs> then she says, Mr. Miyagi's invited me to spend some time at his house in California, which just that sentence, I'm like, wait a second, what? <laughs> You're wing. running off to California, Mr. Yag. But then, he's, then she says, he'll stay here and take care of everything while I'm gone. Which, I mean, is this good parenting? Like, is she, is she again, I'm not sure how long ago the accident was. Um, actually, I, I have not cracked open the junior novelization. There might be some more oh. information. Yeah, I know. I have it. I just, it's on a high shelf. I got to move the dog crate out of the way. It's a whole thing. When I get it, maybe there'll be some more background information on how long it's been since the accident. Yeah. But yeah. Mr. Miyagi is giving me a break because I need a break from you, kid. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine any of the available options in the, in my life being worse than I'm going to go across the country and leave you with somebody you've never interacted with. Right. And like, it's going to be, I'm going to be gone for like weeks, literal weeks. And <laughs> you're, don't call me. Just don't. Right. Plan makes no sense. Listen, it's either Mr. Miyagi or I can call Uncle Buck. <laughs> Uncle Buck it up to. And then on the flip side, like this is Miyagi's idea. He, uh, he goes, Hey, you know what? Mm. I I'm really great with like lovable scamp, like street urchin <laughs> sort of kids. Yeah. I I think I think that what you need to do is go someplace, love yourself, uh, get your hair done, go go be you mm-hmm. in a different uh, in a different place. I'm going to I'm going to have a really fantastic transformative time with your granddaughter. Also, it's not weird. Trust me, it's not weird. I know. Yeah. And like we talked about on Monday, like if like watching this as a person that's watched the Karate Kid one through three, um, you know, you I'm watching this and I'm immediately like, going, yeah, Mr. Miyagi's going to teach her some lessons and she's going to learn a lot and she's going to, you know, learn some karate along the way. And, uh, but it's going to be really good for her. She's going to find balance in her life. We did know how he did that for Daniel, yada, yada, yada. But if they're relaunching this series and somebody's watching this for the first time on the Disney channel, not watching the other three, <laughs> it's like, who is this old man? <laughs> what is going on here? How did he talk her into that? <laughs> and it's slightly different this time because, I feel like the last time it was very organic and, uh, and with this, it's, I, I'm just this weird older dude who is now your, your parent for the foreseeable future. So strap in, we're going to, we're going to learn about karate together. Right. Jeez. So weird. Like, again, it's like. It's just good parenting. We're having a hard time communicating, so I'm leaving for vacation. <laughs> like, uh, it's definitely going to help us talk better and figure it all out, you know? Uh, maybe if Mr. Miyagi was, like, playing Mr. Mediator in this in this movie, it might have made more sense. <laughs> like, or just, yeah. send Hillary Swank over to Mr. Miyagi's. Like, send, uh, yes. uh, send the the lovable scamp street urchin uh, to Mr. Miyagi's dojo for, uh, for poor and fortunate souls. So. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I, uh, 
I, I, I will say it just right, reminds me of like Mr. Miyagi's house and that whole locale that we've seen. I mean, except in part two, well, we saw it at the beginning of part two, but that's really missing from this. There's no, I don't think there's any bonsais. There's no Mr. Miyagi's house and his shrine and I, I don't know, his garden and all that. That's missing from this movie. It makes it seem very uh, multiverse of madness, <laughs> you want to call it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so obviously Julie is upset by this reveal and just, just goes to her room and slams the door. And it's like, what did you expect, Louisa? <laughs> I would react that way. I'd be like, what? You're going on vacation? Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't even invited. Who is this guy? <laughs> Okay, tell me about this guy. Uh, all right, uh, moving on to the next scene uh, where Mr. Miyagi pulls his Buick up to drop off Louisa at the airport and he steps out and he calls the Skycap service. And I, I didn't know what the Skycap service was before. I looked it up. Uh, Matt, do you know? I assume Le- it's some sort of right. shuttle service. <laughs> yeah, these are people that will take your bags when you pull up. Um and fun fact, uh, they were a descendant of the Red Caps. Uh, the Red Caps were uh, porters with red caps uh, uh, who would take your bags at the railway railway station. So hmm. when they wanted people to do that for airports, they called them Skycaps, even though their hats aren't floating above their heads. <laughs> as far as we know. For, when's he going to call for a nightcap? <laughs> nightcap! <laughs> Uh, and also, this this scene is sponsored by American Airlines. If you didn't know, it's a big, bold American Airlines right there. Um. So yeah, Julie uh, Julie stays in the car while Miyagi is helping out with the luggage, and she, her eyes are all welling up with tears. We get a close up of her, and uh, and as Louisa is about to leave, she tries talking to her kindly for the very first time in this movie. Just. I've tried, you know, just to talk to you and not get angry, but everything gets messed up and I don't know why. And Louisa says, things get messed up for me too. Uh, I don't know. As the adult, it's like, I I don't know. Maybe her, uh, is it their son? Yeah, her son. Uh, maybe her son was easier to manage. Maybe it's just, she doesn't have experience with raising girls. That's the problem. Um, but I've, Whatever yeah. it is, they couldn't work it out. They couldn't work it out. So they broke up and then never see each other. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miyagi's your your uh, legal guardian now. So yeah, I'm just flashing now to Mark Lee just sitting in a studio, just kind of like writing and going, "Okay, so we got to have it like the first one. We got we got to have Mr. Miyagi take charge of this young girl's life." Should I kill her grandmother? No, that's too far. <laughs> There's an adult in her life that I need to get rid of. I should call her Lucille. Lu, Lu, Louisa! Louisa! <laughs> that's right. All right. And we'll kind of send her to New Jersey to take care of Uncle Louis. No, she's just going to go. I don't know. What are some she'll she'll go hang out with Daniel. <laughs> Whatever. Do you, ha- you think she's hanging out with Daniel when she goes? I'd like to imagine that, but maybe I would think Miyagi would have prepared her for that mansion. Louisa walks in. She's like, hello? <laughs> hey, Louisa. <laughs> Get over here. Forget about it. Gets her a hug. You like mac and cheese? You love mac and cheese? I make some great mac and cheese. 
Oh, there's our alternate movie right there. That's not even a that's a that's a Lion King one and a half kind of movie. We have, we have to see all the time all the time Louise suspense with Daniel. Yeah, and uh, she like becomes a new Mr. Miyagi to him, except she's like teaching him the ways of high society instead of karate. Oh yeah. He's playing piano. Uh, is, yeah, piano lessons and uh, he's making horseback tables. riding. Horseback riding, yeah, slides of equestrian stuff. <laughs> Um, so this is how he gets all classy for Cobra Kai. He's got that formal training. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love it. I love it. Okay. Because uh, he's old enough now. <laughs> Netflix is stealing all these ideas as we put them out there um, for all the side Louis, series. Louise is coming back for Cobra Kai. <laughs> yes. Yes, oh, absolutely. Oh, i love that. Yes. She'd um, love that. She's still working. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Louisa tries to reach in to kind of brush Julie's hair affectionately and Julie just turns away. She's not even going to give her that. No, and, don't touch me. You're yeah. dead to me. Right. <laughs> what if she bit her? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, Angel the Hawk comes out and just like <laughs> mauls the grandmother. <laughs> Angel, attack! Um, Angel, I choose uh, and then, yeah, Louisa says, bye, like cheerfully. And it's, I'm just like, yeah, I'm so sad for her. She's abandoning the child she's responsible for. I, I'm totally feeling bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was the only solution is to leave. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next scene. Now, uh, Miyagi and Julie are on the road and, uh, on the road yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Miyagi's like. I'm going to send you after Tahiti now because we're going to get some revenge. <laughs> Daniel. And, we're going on a cruise. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Julie Miyagi drives and kind of has like an eye on Julie's little sullen face in the rear view, rear view mirror. Kind of liked how that was. I like the little rear view mirror shots in this. Uh, and uh, he says, grandmother, barely on plane. Miss you already. You don't know that Mr. B. <laughs> yeah. Out of yeah, sight, out just, of mind. She just <laughs> called me on my uh, cell phone here. <laughs> my car phone. <laughs> my car phone. So this is the first real interaction, and unfortunately we're going to be wrapping up soon. But this is the first real interaction between Hillary Swank and Pat Morita here. Um, and I just wanted to mention there's a little bit of – I saw an interview uh, about Hillary saying she met Pat at the uh, at, at the screen test just to run her lines or whatever and see how – chemistry read with Mr. Miyagi, yada, yada, yada. She said she had it in her mind that she was going to meet Mr. Miyagi when she met him. And she says, quote, because that's now, that's how I know Pat. You know, I watched him since I was nine in the very first one and we hit it off from the very beginning. He's a great man, hilarious and very professional. I so, just I wish he had that. that Mr. Miyagi accent. I was expecting it. <laughs> yes. The guy who plays Sato walks in. You need an accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 stop. None of that. <laughs> I just got done lifting a house. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Going back to Karate Kid Minute jokes from years past. Uh, all right. Sorry. Julie grumbles about how her grandmother forgot her birthday's coming. But Miyaki seizes upon this because uh, he's going to make something really yummy for her birthday. Like fish um, stick? Fish sticks are dope. Fish sticks are <laughs> this entire scene with Mr. Miyagi is like uh, him working on his tight 10, like really kind of 
uh, trolling the trolling Julie son and going like, yeah. oh, it it's really great. I'm so, I'm so happy for your special day that literally everybody else has. Yeah. Let me make you a nice dinner, loser. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you a special dinner. Yeah. You, you like fish? How <laughs> sorts of fish? Um, I gotta say, I'm not a fan of sushi, really. Uh, oh, crazy. I know. But a lot of this sounds delicious. This, you know, tempura, te- tempura, sukiyaki, sushi, sashimi, um, and then the hamburger teriyaki with french fries sounded the most appealing, I suppose. Honestly, <laughs> same. Yeah. But we see in the first movie, Miyagi is like, he likes birthdays, you know? He yes. got Daniel a birthday cake and got him a present and everything, so... Is he going to feed her alcohol, too? <laughs> Drink up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Maggie has a good laugh. Yeah, Julie's got it lucky. In Karate Kid Part 3, it's a, when he's driving, he drove Daniel nuts with singing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so you know, it's a little better. Um, but he does have a good laugh, uh, but Miyagi... Uh, Julie is like just not letting him warm her up with the promise of food. It's like, I don't need a special dinner. I can take care of myself. I know where I'm going. And it's, I know where I'm going as a line makes no sense for her to say other than I'm setting Miyagi up for a joke. (laughs) Like, I know where you're going. You're going to school. Yeah. I don't need a special dinner. I can take care of myself sounds fine. Then it's like, I know where I'm going. I don't know, that doesn't sound like something she would say about a special dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that being anything that would come to my mind to say. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Did I skip anything? Did we talk about everything for these last four minutes? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know where we're going. Uh, we're headed into the weekend, so let's wrap up for our Friday show. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us this week, Leandra. It's been a lot of fun. I've had a wonderful time, and I think I'm going to uh, do some wax on, wax off, and, and try and get back into karate myself. Not oh, really, yeah. but... Oh. <laughs> that, was a, that was a quick give up moment. Yeah. <laughs> As I was saying, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> my knees are already aching just uh, with the joke uh sand the fl- yeah my knees sand the floor i could not do sand the floor Ouch. no <laughs> all unless right. i have to do anything else that day like <laughs> all right well uh i'd love for you to tell our uh listeners one more time where they can find you on the web to hear some more leandra you can find out more about Rocky Horror Minute by going to RockyHorrorMinute.com. Awesome. Awesome. And have you already gone through that entire movie? No. I I don't know uh, when things are going to be done. We had a little bit of a snag, but oh, we're okay. back, to, back to recording sporadically. It's fun, though. That happens. I deal with, like, you know, Matt is constantly trying to derail the podcast and <laughs> it's just terrible. Um, I can see that that's, that that's what I'm Matt's all about. <laughs> uh, but awesome. Okay. Well, uh, and Oh, are you, are you planning on moving on to the Rocky horror unofficial? Is it an unofficial sequel? Uh, shock treatment? Uh, yeah. I've never seen it. <laughs> it's, 
it's great. It also has a bird in it. Um, oh. <laughs> it it's <laughs> a sequel with a bird, which makes it essentially right in the universe with this film. Uh, yeah. So what color yeah. is the bird? Is it magenta? Just kidding. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it's a, it's a gigantic, um, might even be like a seagull or something. And yeah, it, it's really wow. worth watching just for the bird. No, not is, really. Is it actually a sequel? Like, is it? Is, whenever I've seen a trailer for it, I never think, "Oh, it's not." I don't see Doctor Frankenfurter or, or it. <laughs> so it is loosely set in the same universe as uh, as Rocky Horror. It has okay. Brad and Janet, and oh. they are um, they're sitting and watching reality TV and uh, with a live studio audience. And then they become part of the, the show. And it is that that's about as much plot as they put into it. This happened <laughs> right with the writer's strike of the eighties. Uh-huh. Um, and you, you can feel every single inch of that hurting it. Uh, okay. It's so good. <laughs> Well, awesome. Uh, everybody, make sure to time warp over to uh, Rocky Horror Minute and check out Leandra's show. Uh, I love that movie. I love the soundtrack. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll check out the sequel eventually. Absolutely. <laughs> Halloween, I'll finally get to it. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody listening, tune in next week when we meet some evil hall monitors. Look out. And <laughs> until next time. Miyagi know where you going to. Going school. <laughs> <laughs>